What's up, everyone? You're listening to Sincerely Angie Podcast, and I'm your host, Angie. Thank you so much for tuning in, and welcome to my little gumbo pot. Please be sure to rate and subscribe wherever available, and don't forget that you can download any of your favorite episodes for offline listening. You can always find any information needed on today's episode in the show notes, and for any further information, you can always check out SincerelyAngieM.com. Now on to the episode. Hey, to all of my online shoppers or anyone looking to rack up some extra bucks, Rakuten, formerly Ebates, is the place for you. If you're shopping online, why not get cash back in the process? And if you're looking to make money on the side, all you have to do is refer a friend. When they spend their very first $25, they'll get $10 free and you'll get paid for referring them. Who doesn't like free money? You can get paid with a big fat check or you can get paid through PayPal. You can find a link to get started in the show notes, or you can always visit SincerelyAngieM.com under the promo tab. Happy shopping, and let's start racking. Hey everyone, it's Angie, and today's episode is Dear Ovarian Cancer, and I had the honor of speaking with Dewana Bailey, and she has a nonprofit organization called Fight Faith Strength ovarian cancer awareness and when I tell you throughout the episode of uh, listening to her just give information I was just I, I was wowed because it's so much that I was not aware of that I'm so happy that I was able to get some knowledge on and if you've li- listened to any episode you know that once I learn something I'm kind of like all in after that and so during our conversation Uh, I forgot to ask her if it was hereditary or if it could be passed down. And so I did did reach back out to her and I asked her and she said, yes, it uh, can be hereditary and you can take a genetic genetic test the same as you would for breast cancer, how you would take a genetic test to see if you could potentially have breast cancer. You can do the same thing for ovarian cancer. So I wanted to make sure to let you all know that because that is important. But I also want you all to do your own research to make sure that you are aware and you know the facts for yourself. Don't just let me tell you, go out and search it for yourself because if it's the fifth most common cancer in women, then it's something that we need to be aware of. And if you're like me, or even if you're just a woman, you don't have to be in your 30s, but if you are um, <laughs> if you are getting up there in age, that is something that you want to be mindful of. So I just wanted to come in really quickly to tell you all that and stay tuned for the episode. Hey everybody, it's Angie and today I have with me Dewana Bailey and she has a nonprofit organization. It's called Fight Faith Strength. And Dewana, if you can tell us a little bit more about that, then we can get this conversation going. Hi everybody, I'm Dewana Bailey and I have a nonprofit called Fight Faith Strength Ovarian Cancer Awareness. What we pretty much we do is we just raise awareness for ovarian cancer due to the lack of information and the lack of resources for ovarian cancer being that it affects most of our African-American women, most of the population. It does affect our older age women. It starts off at just some general signs and symptoms that we experience going through our monthly menstruals, and it just progresses due to 
lack of information and not seeing our physicians because we think that it's something that we ordinarily go through. So because of that, I decided to just raise awareness because we lost, our family lost someone near and dear to us, my grandmother, Victoria Mallet, due to ovarian cancer. We lost her suddenly, and we did not have no information or insight on it. So it was like, okay, let's make sure that no one else experienced what we're experiencing. Right. Um, let no one else feel the grief and the, you know, the heartaches of just being able to cope with the cancer diagnosis in in a one week time and then turn around and have to do a funeral um, arrangement at wow. the same time. So we really? wanted to make sure that people know and have insight that you have to think outside of the block. Mm-hmm. So, you know, ovarian cancer. So she found out and then a week later she passed away? Typically, yes. So what happened was she actually had Alzheimer's. So she had a lot of the signs and symptoms that ovarian cancer has. Mm-hmm. But because she had um, Alzheimer's, you know, some things was triggered to Alzheimer's, some things was triggered to the fact that she also had fibroids. Oh. Um, and we were going to the doctor, getting it checked up on. They were not looking you know, in the ovaries or even nowhere in the abdominal area. So once we decided to go to um, another facility at Optioner, that's when they did the ultrasound and we were able to find out that she had some tumors that was on her ovaries that looked it to be malignant. And at that point, they diagnosed her with ovarian cancer. They wanted to try to give her some, give surgery for the fibroids to try to relieve some of the pressure because all of the blood was in her fibroids and her fibroids had pretty much ruptured. Um, So after that, it was like, okay, well, let's try to relieve some pressure. Let's try to make her a little bit more comfortable, try to relieve some of the pain. Once they opened her up, they realized that the cancer had actually spread to other sites and other organs. Mm -hmm. So they closed her up and just told us that we needed to just make her comfortable. They gave her pretty much a month to two months, and she only survived about no no more than two weeks, to be exact. Wow. I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, for I know you said that when some people go to the doctors, the symptoms, they don't really, they'll mirror something else. So what could someone look for? Or what is a symptom that you have found in through your nonprofit and just learning and making yourself knowledgeable that someone could look out for? So with all of the signs and symptoms for ovarian cancer, they are very much similar to all of the signs and symptoms that we experience as women during our monthly or during postmenopausal. Mm-hmm. So there are abdominal bloating and swelling. There's abdominal pelvis and abdominal belly pain. There's quickly feeling full when you're eating, rapid weight loss, discomfort in the pelvis area, mm-hmm. constipation, frequent need to urinate, fatigue, upset stomach, back pain, and pain during intercourse. So generally what they say is if any of you, if you have any of these signs and symptoms for greater than two weeks, it's when without relief, without any type of, of course, over-the-counter medications, you want to reach out to your physician and let them know that you're having these signs and symptoms. They may brush it off to some of those you know, regular things that I just spoken about. Mm-hmm. When they do that, that's when you say, okay, I need to take, can you put in an order for a transvaginal ultrasound? So the transvaginal ultrasound is what actually you can take, you'll be able to see the ovaries in you. And that's where most of the diagnosis has come from once they have that ultrasound. 
have to keep in mind that your pap smears does not target or does not reach your ovaries. Your pap smear is for cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. It is not for ovarian cancer. There's no type of preventative test or diagnostic study or anything that can try to prevent ovarian cancer. Wow. So a question I guess I would have now is if someone, even if they did not think that they had ovarian cancer, but they just wanted to get their ovaries checked, would they just ask for that transvaginal, I believe you said, ultrasound? Yes. So medically and in the thing that I actually work in the healthcare uh, industry, you can ask for an ultrasound for the most part and most of the time. When it comes to your insurance, you have to have some type of reason uh, to request ultrasound, request any type of diagnostic study. Okay. So my mission is to, at some point, make it be an advocate and to to have the healthcare industry, to have the insurances require and mandate that we have other testing to help prevent our to keep our care, to keep our longevity. Like you have your your mammograms for breast cancer, you have the the um, low grade CTs for lung cancer, which just started, by the way. Mm-hmm. Low grade CTs for people that were you know that have a past history and frequent history of smoking, they didn't have CTs of uh, the low grade CTs for it to just to try to prevent or trigger um, lung cancer, but now they do. Mm-hmm. So my mission is to get the noise going. Get healthcare involved, get physicians involved, get insurances involved, and let them know the same way you have all of these. You have ovarian cancer that are affecting a lot of our women. There's no preventative testing or diagnostic studies. Why can't we have a transvaginal ultrasound to to at least say, okay, well, we can probably catch ovarian cancer early, detect it early before it gets to the advanced stages if we do a transvaginal ultrasound. Right. Okay, so are there, like, I, I have not been, I've heard of ovarian cancer, but I cannot say that I'm well-versed on it. But what are the statistics as it relates to how often or how many women have it? You know, like one in every crowd, one in one in five or something like that. You know what I mean? Yes. So when it comes down to ovarian cancer, it is, it's about 21,750 women will receive Duly diagnosis of ovarian cancer. There are about 13,940 women have died from ovarian cancer. So with ovarian cancer, this is the fifth most common cancer in women. It's one in 73 percentage of women will develop ovarian cancer in her lifetime. Wow. I, this is just amazing. I didn't know that it was that common. The fifth I, I just I, I'm I'm really amazed by this and I'm thank you so much for reaching out to me to even bring awareness to this. Now I don't know for sure. I am really green in this area. I see that the color is teal. Is that a, a worldwide color or is that the color you choose for your nonprofit? Teal is the ovarian cancer awareness color. Okay, now is there an ovarian cancer awareness month or are we working to try and get that that much awareness to it? Ovarian Cancer Month is September. So in September is when I do most of my events for my organization. Mm-hmm. Um, 
last year we did a butterfly release um, at the Superdome. I have the Superdome every year in September. I pick a day, and I have the Superdome light, the LED lights around the Superdome in teal. And I go to the Superdome to actually see the lighting. It's amazing to know that that's something that not only is the Superdome lit, which is something that we see every day, but mm-hmm. it's lit with a purpose. Yeah. Um, so I, I love it. And there's, of course, occasionally people choose, you know, whoever works at the Superdome, they choose all kind of colors. Mm-hmm. But when I glance at the Superdome, I do see it being lit with teal outside of my outside of my request. It's it like it brightens my heart, but the Superdome does do awareness for certain things. So I was able to do research and reach out to the um, Mercedes Benz Superdome in New Orleans, and I was able to get them to light the Superdome until as long as there's no events going on, as long as there's nothing at Champion Square, no games or nothing like that that would affect my lighting. So what I make sure I do is I check all events. All Pelican games, all Superdome games, all games with the New Orleans Saints, just to make sure that nothing gets in my way. And probably two weeks before I reach out to them and say, hey, and they're like, yeah, it's a ghost. So then that's when, of course, I get extra excited about it. But <laughs> right. September is the month of ovarian cancer awareness. And it gets a little bit overshadowed because, unfortunately, September is when breast cancer awareness start rolling. They start rolling all of their stuff. So yeah, all of the stores come in with their pink and they get ready for their October stuff. And it's just like, so my new slogan is think outside of the bra because breast cancer, it affects us women as well. But I don't want to, you know, I don't want one cancer to overshadow the other. Yes, because they're and all equally I important. Want to make sure that my community is able to see and appreciate and understand that it's the fifth most common cancer in women. Mm-hmm. For the five years, for recently research, five years survival rate of ovarian cancer is just forty-eight percent. What? Forty-eight percent of women survive ovarian cancer. If diagnosed at an earlier stage, up to 90% of women would survive five years or more. Wow. It affects us. It it affects us. And people also think that, okay, I don't have my ovaries. I'm I'm sorry. They do have the ovaries, but my ovaries are shriveled up like a raisin. My grandmother was 75 years old. Wow. My ovaries were shriveled up as well. Right. And it affected her. And it took her life. And it is a deadly cancer. I watched her day in and day out suffer. Mm-hmm. She was at home. And we made sure that she was comfortable. Right. Had the best hospice nurses. And I remember that hospice nurse after we called her maybe 10 times in one day. Mm-hmm. She told us, she said, she's she's in her last stage. She's she's in her, she, she's transitioning. Mm-hmm. And I remember running out of the room and at calling my, my, my sister. She's a nurse. And I said, she said that she's transitioning. She told me that I said, what do I do? She said, Delana, I can't tell you. She said, just go do with your grandmother. I said, I want to know what it means. And the minute everyone got home and 
everyone came from me and Bart, all of her kids was together. We walked out that room and she took her last breath. Wow. And it's very severe. We have to understand the importance of our health. We have to understand that it's serious. Mm-hmm. It is very, very serious. And the survival rate is not good. So we have to be an advocate for ourselves. We have to know our bodies. Yes. We have to pay attention. We have to be mindful. Because those signs and symptoms are so common. That yeah. You would just be like, okay, it's almost... Right. Let me look at the. Let me look at this. Let me look at this calendar. Yeah, it's coming. I have many women. I go to many. I'm starting to go to a lot of health fairs, mm-hmm. and I talk to a lot of women, and they be like, "Well, I don't. My ovaries are shriveled up like a raisin. I had a half a hysterectomy. If you did not have an entire, a whole hysterectomy, if you still have your ovaries, whether they're raisins or not, you can be affected." It can get you. You are not eliminated. You are not excluded. And is there an age range that it, it's it starts where where you should start getting checked more often? Or I know you said that it it uh, you have to have a reason with the insurance to get the transvaginal mm-hmm. uh, ultrasound. But is there an age range that really it starts to affect us? Yes. So ovarian cancer typically women of age 50 or greater mm-hmm. between the ages of 50 and 60 but again my grandmother was 75 doing research and reaching out and networking with people I've met a few people that was hit at 20 people that were hit at 30 I have a close friend of mine who actually didn't have ovarian cancer but she had ovarian cyst and it was very scary for her and she was 30 so it's Wow. The target, the common age in women is between 50 and greater, mm-hmm. but younger generations and younger aged women are affected by it as well. I've read articles where it, it says that when African-American women go to the hospital and they have concerns, that a lot of times that they kind of get like, they just kind of shoo them off a little bit and say, oh, where well, it's just this and it's just that you do have to get second opinions and you do have to know your body, like you said, because you're going in there telling them something's wrong and they're not even really doing the work to get in there to see what's really going on with you. So I guess we really have to be... Uh, adamant about what we are feeling in our bodies when something isn't right. Correct. It's 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 scary, but I am so grateful for awareness because, like I said, I've heard of it, but I did not really do a lot of research on it. But listening to you speak and then just seeing the post that you put on Instagram with a lot of the the facts about it, it really does bring awareness. And I applaud you for, I know it's an unfortunate situation that may have triggered this for you, but I'm so grateful that you are able to educate us on our bodies and to get us to look deeper and into whatever issues we may be feeling and not just accept what they're telling us and get a second opinion or, you know, just, just really fight for ourselves, really. Exactly. It's not easy. I've learned that throughout this journey that I'm getting better. I started this in 2017, like maybe two months after she passed. So I grieved through this. Mm-hmm. This is how I release. This is, this is, I want to make sure that, that what we, what my family went through that, that I can try and prevent the heartache of other people. Mm-hmm. Because what we went through, I don't want 
not even my worst enemy to actually experience this. This is not something that you want to think once you got diagnosed, think twice, and you end it, it's over. I remember me and my cousin changing our entire schedule with our kids and everything. We were going to do this this day. We were going to figure this out. We were going to do this, and we were going to do that. And we were, who was going to change her? Who was going to feed her? Who was going to take care of the kids? Who was going to feed them? Mm-hmm. We had everything mapped out. Like, we're going to be here every step of the way. We didn't have a chance to do it. Wow. We had the plan. Right. But God had his own plan. Yeah. I know that she was suffering. We know that she was she was suffering and we don't we didn't want her to suffer. But we didn't expect it to be that rapid because in all actuality she was not supposed to come home when she did. Mm-hmm. But because we had medical the medical bed and stuff already there, we didn't have to wait or equipment and materials and stuff to be delivered to the house. It was already there. So if we would have had everything that we had at the house, who's to say that she would have been able to be comfortable at home? Right. Probably would have taken her at the hospital. But you you have to, have to, have to pay attention. And that's why I'm here. I'm available. I'm open. I'm, my communication is getting better. I'm able to speak more about this openly without tears forming from my eyes. Thank God. Yes. Um, I'm trying to be present at more health fairs. I'm trying to be more visible. My vision for 2020 is actually to be at the Essence Fest Week, um, to be an exhibitor, just to get the word out there where all of our beautiful women will be at so I can get the message delivered. I've already reached out to a few of my partners to get materials just in the event, just speaking it into existence and saying that I'm going to be there. Yes. And I'm going to spread the word and I'm going to get that message across. We're already planning our September 2020 event. I'm doing a brunch and canvas. Um, looking at September 19th. So I'm working, I'm building, I'm expanding, and I'm looking for all of the opportunities that my nonprofit has to offer, and I'm just speaking to everyone that is willing to listen. Right. And I, I really appreciate you for reaching out. I really do. And I, I know that we've been back and forth trying to trying to meet up. And this is the best that we can do so we can hurry up and get this out. But also, you have a raffle that's going on for your nonprofit. Tell us a little bit about the raffle and how they can get some tickets. Yes. So the raffle is actually a basket of scratch-off lottery tickets. I have it as the luck of the Irish. Who's going to be the lucky winner? It's several scratch-off lottery tickets. It's not just your dollar scratch-offs. It's, it's your $1, $2, $3, $5, and $10 raffle um, scratch-offs. I have a few little trinkets in the inside as well. I am available through Instagram at Fight Fate Strength, and I'm also available through Facebook at Fight Fate Strength Ovarian Cancer Awareness. The raffle tickets are $2.00. And they are going on up until January 31st. And I will be pulling the lucky winner on February 1st. Okay. They can cash app you to get to pay for their raffle? Yes. So they can cash app. They can Venmo. They can PayPal. So the cash app is actually the the dollar sign B-A-I-L-E-Y-0-9. And then the PayPal 
Okay. And if y'all just um go straight to her Instagram for Fight Faith Strength and the Facebook, you'll be able to see the post that she has up there if you did not catch the Cash App, PayPal or Venmo, but also I'll have everything linked down below in the show notes so you can easily click there and find her pages. And before we go, is there anything else that you would like to share or tell anyone? What do you have coming up in the next few weeks or so that anyone, if they had any questions, they can meet you there or learn more about anything? So we don't have anything that we know of that's coming up um, as of recent. Mm-hmm. But if anyone has any help fairs that they are aware of that I can join, I would love to. Anybody has any type of seminars or have any type of vendor spots that have spots for informational purposes, I will love to be there. I do think I have something coming up in March. It's not set in stone. She hasn't posted everything or sent out the logistics of it, Mm -hmm. but I attend help fairs if there are some type of network and mingle socials. I do those to network. I'm available at all platforms to make any type of event that they have. Again, I am speaking it into existence. I'll be at Essence. And then we have our brunch and canvas that is going to be September 19th in the New Orleans area. The oh. location and everything will be later. And okay. I'll also, I think I'm going to think about doing the butterfly release at the brunch and canvas because I love my um my butterfly release I think um Amber went to that because Amber told you about me and I think that's how you reached out through Amber and she owns Posh Couture 14 an online boutique but I think she went to one a butterfly release if I'm not mistaken and she mentioned it and I think that's how I, I found yeah that's beautiful. Yeah, so Amber is actually a part of um, Fight State Strength Ovarian Cancer Awareness. She's my best friend. Um, and she's also one of our, our board members. So, yes. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. Shout out to Amber and Posh Couture 14. And, um, again, I'll have everything linked down below. And for anyone who needs more information, of course, you can always go to Google. But if you go to Fight Faith Strength, I think you'll find enough information to get you started on your journey to better health. Now, one more thing I wanted to say was the Fight Faith title come from the fact that you were, you started this so soon after your grandmother passed that you were, is that where the title came from, I guess is what I'm trying to say? Yes. So it's just because of the resilience and that these are the things that have of course when you're battling any cancer so you have to have you you have to fight the faith you have to fight it you have to make sure that you you know you want to fight the battle of course and you have to have faith to prevail with all things and everything that you do and especially to have faith to actually go through the chemo to go through radiation just to go through the battle of cancer and then you have to have strength because of course without strength you don't you 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 can't even survive or even try to make it through to cancer. So those were the the words, the empowerment that I felt that one will need in order to successfully battle cancer to continuously on the fight. And for us as, as caregivers, for us as family members that lost loved ones or that are actually still in the fight. So it was fight, faith, strength, ovarian cancer awareness is 
Mm -hmm. volume to me. So, yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything about ovarian cancer. It's much needed for me because I am a research queen. So I'm definitely, as I'm editing this this episode, I'm going to go online and see how much more research (laughs) I can find out because I really didn't realize that it was the fifth cancer. Did I say that right? I, I did not I did not know that I honestly didn't and in in my ignorance of not knowing that I I think that it you know out of sight out of mind you just you think of the big cancers you know the the breast cancers that they talk about or lung cancer or something like that but you, I've, I can't say that this has been a thing that I've heard of a lot so I'm definitely going to spread the word because I love to share knowledge and let people know that hey this is a thing and just like I didn't know somebody else may not know but I want I want to make sure that we are aware and that we don't just take oh it's just your monthly cramps or something or it's your monthly this and no we have to dig deeper yes yes and that's why it was not just your ignorance and it's not just your lack of knowledge it was all of you and that was the thing we we experienced it firsthand of being ignorant to the facts of ovarian cancer and we had and we lived it and we had to just push through and prevail because we had to do our own research so I want to be that safety net for everyone else to be that bridge, to bridge that gap and make sure that we're not ignorant of the fact anymore. We know what's going on. We know about these things. Because to me, in my opinion, cancer is becoming way too common. Oh, absolutely. So let's, let's bridge the gap. Yeah. Let's bridge the gap. Let's think, let's think outside of the bra and, and let's stick together and let's prevail together. Absolutely. And I'm, I want to be able to uh, support as much as I can. Hopefully I can make it to not hopefully I will be able to make it to the September event on September 19th and I will not be working as much as I'm working. I will be there and hopefully I can bring some bodies with me and we can support and, and just, you know, bring knowledge to this, um, this cancer, this this very common cancer that that we don't know about so i i I truly appreciate you reaching out and and coming on the podcast to give us some knowledge you're more than welcome and thank you so much for having me i so appreciate it no problem at all and all of your information will be linked below so hopefully everybody clicks those links and and go and follow and and support and whatever you can to to just Help her to get this awareness out and to just make us more knowledgeable because it's necessary. And I don't know how many ways or how many different times I can say it, but it really is necessary. And again, I'm sorry for your loss. I know you said it happened in 2017, but a loss is a loss. And I know it kills all wounds, but I know that what you had to go through and then talking about it constantly is a reminder. But I believe that your faith and the strength that you have is going to make your voice even bigger for the people who aren't aware of it. No problem. Thank you again for tuning in to Sincerely Angie Podcast. And hopefully you learned something in today's episode. For any social media handles, you can always visit SincerelyAngieM.com under the social media tab or at the bottom of the page. That's Instagram, Twitter, as well as YouTube. Talk to you next time.